0: Uh, The book of Proverbs, I'm going to be reading uh, several passages out of the book of Proverbs uh, this morning, and also Matthew chapter 12 as well. I'm doing a series, it's the third part of the series, called Say What? It is a series about our words, our speech, our heart, our walk with God in relation to our witness, testimony, and lifestyle. The Bible says a lot about what we say, positive or negative. So I'm going to be at Matthew 12. I'm going to go on through Proverbs. So each week... Uh, We're looking at negative verbal expressions, gossip, backbiting, lies, sedition, whining, complaining, jealous tongue, angry words, impulsive speaking, profanity, insults, inappropriate sexual thoughts. We are looking at the positive verbal expressions, encouragement, affirmation, telling the truth, providing counsel to others, being a peacemaker, uh, spiritual declarations, speaking blessings to people. So they're all all kinds of different ways that our, that our words can be used. Now, I'm going to give you several passages. This is kind of our our foundational passages as we go through uh, this series. Matthew 12, this is what Jesus said about the tongue. <clears throat> he said, you brood of vipers, or you group of snakes. You group of snakes. How can you who are evil say anything good? And then he gives a little teaching here. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Then he explains it a little bit. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. And then it reminds us about the impact here and eternity. But I will tell you, everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, they will be acquitted. By your words, they will be condemned. So he's saying the reel is running. The video is running. And there will be a day that you will give an account for everything uh, that is spoken. James 3 talks about The impact of our words. He said, The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body and sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it itself set on fire by hell. He doesn't kind of, you know, waffle on that. Psalms 19, May the words of my mouth and the reflections of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. The words of my mouth... And the reflections of my heart. Let what I'm thinking and what I'm saying be pleasing to God. We want both of those to be pleasing to God because then it reminds us in the last one Psalms 143: set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over my lips. So our goal is not to have a better guard or a better gate on our mouth. Our goal is to be more pure in thought and heart so that these things aren't coming, you know, coming with with great frequency. So, the previous weeks, we talked the impact of negative words. We talked about angry and harsh words, reckless words pierced like a sword. Then last week, it was Labor Day. A lot of you were out. And we talked about obscenity, profanity, blasphemy, and sexually oriented conversation and jokes. I just felt like that bunch that was here last week, they needed that, all right? They needed that, all right? Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the impact of negative words, gossip and slander. I saved that for you that came back this Sunday, all right? The impact of negative words, gossip and slander, Proverbs eight eighteen says, "The words are a gossip of a gossip, are like choice morsels that go down to the inmost parts." Proverbs eighteen eighteen in the message, I love this. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want that junk? Want junk like that in your belly? I love the message. Jesus, he talks about. Slander. Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Jesus Jesus put slander with some very, very heavy duty things that we would consider sin. Paul reflected this. Colossians 3, 8. But now you know you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, Rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. So he mentions slander as we're talking about, you know certain verbal, verbal sins. So let's look at the impact of gossip and slander, and the Lord Jesus, and, and the Bible says it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a part. So gossip is the casual or unrestrained conversation about other people typically involving details and rumors that are not confirmed as being true. It is intentionally discussing or revealing information about a person that portrays them in a negative way. Way So gossip can be casual, it can be intentional, but it's not necessarily concerned about truth or accuracy or the character or reputation of the person that they are talking about. Scott Sauls says it this way, and I love it. Gossip is the pornography of the mouth. That's good, isn't it? Gossip is the pornography of of the mouth because it seeks to get a cheap thrill at the expense of, at the expense of someone else so we've probably all all seen heard maybe we've been the recipient of the damage that is caused by gossip hurt feelings trust destroyed relationships ruined Embarrassment, shame, it all comes through the sin and the fire of the, of the tongue of gossip. And there's, a, there's, another, there's another secondary cause of gossip because when people have been burned by gossip, they've been hurt, it makes them uh, less likely to open themselves up to other people. It makes them less likely to trust someone if they have an issue in their life or they kind of sanitize the things that they go through just because, you know, they've been, they've been hurt in the past. A gossip creates a secret caricature of someone behind their back. A gossip creates a secret caricature of someone behind their back. So normally they find some kind of weakness some kind of mistake some kind of decision that they disagreed with maybe something in their lifestyle their clothing where they live and they create they create this caricature which is an exaggerated comments in order to create a comedic or humorous impact on others so they a gossip creates a caricature of someone behind their back. Have you ever been a part of a side text group? Get a text from people about someone else? You know, hey, man, that's this caricature, it's done electronically. It's a side text. So I want to ask you a question. Are you part of a side text group? Are you part of that? Oh, we're going to have fun this morning. I promise you, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. It's quiet. You'd think I was preaching on adultery this morning. You just. But in God's eyes, they're both close together because Jesus mentioned them in the same sentence. So I got you. I got you. All right? You part of a side text group? All right? You, you, you get texts from someone about someone else, you know, maybe a, a caricature that's, that's created. Who created the group? Who provides the content for the group? You know, you can get out of groups, right? Unless you have Android, then you're hung there forever, but that's a different story. So, a gossip creates a secret caricature of someone behind their back. A gossip values their role as a gossip more than friendships or family. Proverbs 16:28 says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. A gossip values their role as a gossip more than friendships or family. There's something spiritual and psychological about the gossip, all right? They build themselves up. They feel so much better about themselves by tearing other people down, okay, and they enjoy this influence so much that even if they lose friends or family, they don't care doesn't matter to them. they, en- they enjoy this this platform of being able to speak down and, and it makes them feel good about themselves while they are ripping others apart. The impact of gossip is worse when it comes from those that are close to you. Miriam and Aaron, they begin to talk about Moses. <clears throat> Miriam was Moses' sister. Aaron was his brother, but he was also the priest at the same time. So it was a colleague, and it was a work colleague, and it was, it was a relative. Numbers 12 says Miriam and Aaron begin to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, all right? Didn't like the the race of the woman that he married. Has the Lord only spoken through Moses, they ask? Hasn't the Lord also spoken through us? So, Miriam is his sister, Aaron is his brother, but he's also a colleague in the inner circle. Gossip is worse when it comes from people that are close to you. Who does he think he is? They're also talking about the race of his wife. Very personal, very personal things, all right? Who does he think he is? Does he think God, you know, God speaks to us too? And then the passage says this, and I think it's a great reminder. It said, and the Lord heard this. They had this side group that Moses wasn't, you know, invited to be, and they had this side group with this side conversation. And then it said, and the Lord heard this, and the Lord struck them with leprosy, okay? The Lord struck them with leprosy. Now, let me remind you today that the same God that hears your worship and the same God that hears your prayer also hears your gossip as well, right? Right? So when they got through speaking this in number 12, it said the Lord heard this. The Lord heard this, and he gave them leprosy. Listen to this. There might be things in your life today that you are facing today that could be a result of the gossip in your past. The Lord just didn't hear, but he brought a judgment on them because of their gossip, okay? So remember, just a few things to remember, all right? When you repeat the words of a gossip, it makes you a gossip as well. When you repeat the words of the gossip, it makes you a gossip as well. There is no difference, even if you're not the originator. If you are the repeater, you are just as guilty as the originator. I've heard people go, they would say something and go, that's just what I heard. As though that absolves them, but I want to go, you are a gossip just as well. If you repeat gossip, it makes you a gossip as well, even if you are not the originator, okay? I want to go a little deeper here as well, because we think gossip is just verbal, but I think you can do gossip with your fingers as well. Got a little image I want to put up here on the screen for you guys. There you go. Been as much gossip done with share as with our tongues, all right? Conspiracy theories, we don't care because we just share it and go, hey, that's not me. I wasn't the originator. I'm just sharing, and I'm just telling you when you repeat gossip You are the gossiper as well. When you share gossip, untruth, slander, you're just as guilty as the originator, okay? So keep that in mind. I want to say this. Don't be a work gossip. Don't be a work gossip. We're going to have revival this morning. I'm just going to tell you. We're going to have revival, all right? Don't be a work gossip, you know? Don't be in that group. Don't be that person. You don't like your boss, people they wanna you always have whiners and complainers and malcontents and all of that. They always wanna kind of drag the team down, they're always speaking something negative or don't don't be that kind of person at work. Okay. Don't be a work gossip. Get yourself out of that. You focus on being a good job. You be a blessing to your employer. Don't be a work gossip. All right. Avoiding gossip is not our only goal. If we see or hear something negative about someone else, we keep it to ourselves and make it a matter of prayer. Proverbs 11 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Okay? A trustworthy person keeps a secret. So, if we, our goal is not just to avoid gossip, but if we hear things, we just keep our mouth quiet. And we pray for people. There are times that people are going through tough times. And gossip only makes it worse when they create this environment. And we need to be people that if we hear things, that we lock them in and we pray for them or that we go to them and say, hey, we're, we're praying for you. You can count on me. It says a, a a trustworthy person keeps a secret. So if I hear things that are, you know, a uh, 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 about someone that has a tough time, I keep it, I don't share it, I don't, I, I pray over it, I see if I can be, I see if I can be a blessing. The scripture says confidentiality is important, and trustworthiness is important as well, all right? So how do you stop a gossip? How do you stop a gossip, all right? several ways, several ways. Ask them what their source of information is. Cross-examine them. Gossips don't like questions. Gossip doesn't like you to, you know, kind of get to the root of that. So what's your what's your source of what's your source of information? All right. I, I talked to my mom the other week and she was like, hey, your dad's, you know, he's having a few issues. Uh, call the doctor. I couldn't get the doctor. So I just Googled the symptoms online, which is a statement that any medical professional does not want to hear. I've Googled the symptoms. So she said, I Googled the symptoms, and it told me to apply frankincense and myrrh. (laughs) I said, Mom, you've got to be kidding. Mom, don't do that. Don't do that. Call the doctor. She said, it said frankincense and myrrh, and it's in the Bible. I'm like, Mom, I know it's in the Bible, but so is drinking poison and taking up deadly snakes, but I don't do that either. I said, Mom, what's the source? Google. Oh, yeah, well, that's trustworthy. That's trustworthy. So I know. All of you are gonna go try to find frankincense and myrrh. I don't even know where you get it, you know. Don't even know where you get it, but I was like, what, what's the source? What's the source? Where are you? Because listen to me. Some of you have had opinions of others. You believe things that are wrong about people. You just bought it because you didn't, you didn't, you just believed what someone said, okay? You wouldn't want that done against you. So what, what's, what's your source? Cross examine. Tell them what they're saying makes you uncomfortable. Go, hey, you know what? I I don't like this. I I don't want to be a part of this, all right? Now, you'll probably lose a relationship over that, which is fine, but I want to remind you, if they talk about others in front of you, they will talk about you in front of others. You haven't lost a whole lot. Just go, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. Most people don't do it. Most people don't do that. How do you stop a gossip? You just go, hey, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to hear that anymore. Or separate yourself from them. Proverbs twenty nineteen says, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Avoid them. Avoid them. Just, just cut them off. Just move on. You don't need them or their influence, their, their dark influence in your life. Because gossip is, is, is not as much fun when you're talking to yourself, okay? It's not as much fun when you're talking to yourself, all right? Let's, let's look for a moment at slander. Let's look a moment at slander. It's false and malicious words to damage the reputation of a person, okay? False and malicious words to damage the reputation of a person. It's more dangerous than gossip. Because the intent is to cause harm. I read this passage to you a minute ago. This is what Jesus said. Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Jesus' grouped that was some big stuff, didn't he? All right? Because the intent is to harm. Gossip sometimes can seem to be more casual and frequent slander is intentional. Slanders when you're angry or you're jealous or you're vengeful and you're hateful and you are you are out to cause damage to someone. Okay. Gossip deals, you know, kind of more infrequently. Slander is like, I'm I'm hurt, and I will say whatever I've got to say to, to cause damage and harm to this person. Now what, what we call, the result of, of slander, we call defamation. We call it defamation. Now, now, I'm going to give you a legal, the legal definition of this, but I want you to kind of understand, you know, what kind of slander is. And I'm going to tell you, in the United States, I mean, you can, you can sue someone over slander. So I'm going to look, Cornell University just kind of frames it this way. Slander is a false statement purporting to be a fact. It is the publication or communication of that statement to a third person. It's fault amounting at least to some negligence and the damage and some harm caused to the reputation of the person or the entity who is the subject, okay? So you're out, you're out to, to hurt. You're out to damage. That is your, that is your goal, all right? 1 Corinthians deals with this. Jesus talked about it, but 1 Corinthians tells us how to deal with the slanderer. But now I'm writing to you That you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral, greedy, an adulterer, a slanderer, a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. He says, cut them off. And I want to say again, he puts the gossip and the slanderer with the murderer and the adulterer. Sometimes we don't think it's as bad. Jesus is going, no, I'm, I'm, or Paul, I'm lumping them. I'm lumping them all together. Cut off. Stay away from them. Stay away from the gossip. Stay away from the slanderer. Okay? Now, wouldn't it be great as we as believers and as a church, if we were so busy about the Lord's kingdom, about the hungry and the hurting and the lost and the broken that our focus was so much on that then we don't even have time to be involved in the details of other people all right wouldn't it be great if we're so busy about the lord's business and the lord's work that we don't have time to to gossip or or say other things and i want to go let's let's be those people that we're, that we're concerned about the broken, we're concerned, concerned about the hungry, we're concerned about the lost, and I don't even have time to gossip or slander, because my focus is on serving the Lord. That's a good good thing. That's a good thing to be. All right. So gossip, slander, let's look at the the impact of positive words, okay? Declarations of faith and prophetic prayers. Let's look at the power of positive words, declarations of faith and prophetic prayers because words are used in a powerful way, okay? Declarations of faith and prophetic prayers, they are verbal a verbal declarations of God's sovereign power. Verbal declarations, declarations of God's sovereign power. A reminder to ourselves And the enemy of our faith, or of our faith and confidence in God's promise in the situation that I now find myself in. It is a reminder to me, and it is a statement to the enemy of my belief that whatever I'm going through, God's promises are going to bring me through. It is decrees of the heart and the mouth. Of the faithfulness of God. It is intentional. It is, it, is a, it is cognitive. It is a declaration. A verbal declaration. Of my faith. David. Is walking through a tough. Tough season of his life. They're like. Five times in one chapter. He repeats the same sentence. He says. Why are you so downcast? O my soul. Your trust in God. Five different times in the same chapter, he realizes he's going through some things and he's just telling, reminding himself, put your trust in God. Why are you so down? Why are you so discouraged? Put your trust in God. He needed to verbalize. He's walking through a season that he doesn't understand. And he just needed to say that again to himself and to the world. Why are you downcast? Put your trust in God. Why are you downcast? Put your trust in God. Why are you downcast? Put your trust in God. Psalms 2.7. We see this lived out. Look at this. David says, I will proclaim the Lord's decree, all right? He said, and he quotes what God has said to them. You are my son, and today I become your father. He said, hey, I'm going to proclaim this. God spoke something to me. God spoke a promise to me. And in this moment, I'm going to verbalize it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it out loud. You are my son. I am his son. And he is my father he made that verbal declaration jesus said the same thing when you're going through a hard time verbalize it say to the mountain be thou removed and it will be done there are times that you need to speak. There are times of, of, of declarations of faith that you need to make. There are times of prophetic prayers that you need to make when you are going, when you're going through a hard time. There are times that you need to make that verbal declaration of God's power. There are times that you need to say to yourself, as a reminder, and to the enemy of your soul, of the promise of God, there's a time that you need to make a decree with your mouth and your heart of God's faithfulness. There's that time. There's that time. So, I'm going I'm to give you declarations of faith. I'm going to walk through a list, and then we're going to say them at the end. We're going to repeat them. We're going to stand, and we're going to... Believe, some of you, some of these statements of faith may resonate where, where you are at today. And we're just, whatever you're going through, we're just going to verbalize God's promises. So, if you struggle with your past and self-condemnation and you never feel good enough, or especially in ministry or around other people, We're going to make this verbal declaration today. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am forgiven, free of shame, free of condemnation, and washed in his blood. All right? We're going to make that declaration. If you're going through doubt caused by being in difficult circumstances and you don't understand what what you're going through, we're going to make this this, uh, declaration of faith. I live by faith, not by sight. My emotions are rooted in the Word of God and the character of God. They are not shaped by my present circumstances or feelings. We're going we're gonna to make that declaration this morning. If you are feeling worn down, you're weak, you're worn out, exhausted mentally, physically, and spiritually... We're going to make a declaration this morning. I can do all things through Christ as He gives me strength. His strength is made perfect in my weakness and whatever I face today, He will give me strength to overcome it. Sometimes you just got to say it. Sometimes you just got to speak that when you are, when you're walking through that, if you are unsure of God's direction or path and fear and uncertainty are setting in. We're going to make this statement, I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. I trust God's plan for my life and I will praise Him at all times. I will not have the spirit of fear. I will not walk in doubt, uncertainty and insecurity. I will walk confidently in the pathway that God has made for me. Sometimes you've got to you got to speak that. Maybe your life is filled with temptations and sometimes failure happens and we just need to remind ourselves that that God, you know, that, that God will help us through this time. I will, get, I will live a pure life. I will strive to be holy, casting down vain imaginations, taking disobedience, thought captive, and walking in my identity to Christ. Maybe you are going through spiritual fights from the enemy, culture, whatever's happening in your life. And and you need to make a declaration of faith. You see your home being impacted. And you need to make a declaration of faith concerning your home. Ready? My home is built on the foundation of Christ. I will stand when the storm hits. My home, my spouse, and children are blessed and protected. And as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. There are times that you've just got to stand and speak. Not just be a witness of the situation and circumstances that are, that are happening. We see lost friends and family. We're going to speak this this morning. I know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. I'm believing that my friends and my family members will know Christ as Lord. And I stand on the promise that my household will be saved. We're praying over that. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. And I can stand firm against every scheme of the enemy. For I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am anointed by God to proclaim the good news uh, to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted, Proclaim liberty to the captive. The recovery of sight to the blind. We're going we're gonna to pray that. We're going to declare that worship team. You guys, You guys can come. And the last one that we're gonna declare over this morning. I stand in this moment, in this moment of my sickness and disease, to declare that I trust in the healing power of Jesus. I trust in the healing work provided in the power of the cross, and I believe that every sickness, disease, pain, and affliction will be gone. All right? So there are just times. There are just times that we've got we to speak it. We've got to just remind ourselves. We've got to say to the enemy of our soul, not so quick. Not so quick. Not so quick. I want you to stand this morning. I want you to stand. Because in a moment, we're going to go down that list. We're going we're to make those declarations. Okay? We're going to make those declarations. I want the worship team to come. And we're going to sing... We're going to sing a song that just talks about the, the declaration, just speaking God's words, speaking, speaking his name. And then we're going to stop a little through that. We're going to start working through this list. Declarations of faith, prophetic prayers, speaking those things. I think, I think they're powerful. Brent, lead, lead us in that this morning.
1: won't speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind, because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. i just want to speak the name of jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom i speak jesus because your name is power
2: your name is healing, your name is light, oh God. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like
1: a I just want to speak a name. I just want. you
0: We are going to make some declarations of faith and prophetic prayers. Those statements that I made just, they're gonna put them up on one at a time. Okay? We're gonna say them together, okay? And then I'm gonna pause and whatever you need to say to the Lord on that particular declaration of faith or prophetic prayer. I want you to say it, okay? Because we're going to read my statement. Now, you probably agree with it, but then there may be some things on each one of those topics that you need to say yourself. So we're going to verbalize to ourself. We're going to say it to the world. We're going to say it to the enemy. We're going to declare the faithfulness and the promise of God, okay? And then we're going to do four or five of those. We're going to come back sing it again. Then we're going to do, do some more, all right? So... If you struggle with your past, self-condemnation, you never feel good enough. Here's the first one. All right, put it up there. All right, let's say it together. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am forgiven and free of shame, condemnation, washed in His blood. Take a moment. What does that mean to you? What do you want to say to the Lord this morning? If you're walking in fear and condemnation and shame, What are you saying this morning? Lord, we praise you today that we are washed in the blood. What is forgiven is not held against us today. And Lord, I'm going to release self-condemnation from me. I'm not going to let the enemy keep me from the destiny that God's called me today because I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the next one. If you're walking through doubt and uncertainty and tough circumstances, we're going to make this declaration of faith ready I will live by faith not by sight my emotions are rooted in the word of God and the character of God they are not shaped by my present circumstances or feelings what do you need to say what do you want to say to the Lord about that are you walking to a place and you're uncertain come on Lord we praise you today we praise you today our destination It's not determined how I feel. Lord, we're shaped by the Word of God, the promise of God, the character of God. I'm not moved to the right or the left by my feelings. There is something more certain than my feelings, and that is the Word of God and the character of God. All right? If you're feeling worn down and you're weak, you're exhausted physically, mentally, and spiritually, this one's for you. Then I want you to receive From the Lord today. Let's say it together. I can do all things today through Christ as He gives me strength. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. And whatever I face today, He will give me strength to overcome it. Lift your hands where you're at. Ask the Lord for His strength today. If you're weak and worn down, if you're exhausted, ask for the strength and the, the grace of God, the supernatural strengthening of the Lord. We make that declaration today, Lord. We pray that prayer today. We receive that from you today, Lord. We receive that from you today. I pray the power and the presence of God, that spiritual rejuvenation, that spiritual restoration, Lord. Let it come for those that are worn out and they're weary and they don't, feel like they can take another step today thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord we're going to make this declaration for those who are unsure of god's direction and path and fear and uncertainty are guiding you maybe you doubt your call or your destiny all right we're going to make this declaration together I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. I trust God's plan for my life and I will praise Him at all times. I will not have the spirit of fear. I will want, walk in doubt, uncertainty, and insecurity. I will confidently walk in the pathway that God has made for me. Some of you, you grab that today. What do you want to say about that? Some of you might be walking in certainty. You're doubting God's call oh god we receive that today we receive that today we're gonna pray one more we're gonna sing that again then we'll we'll come back when temptations and uh come and failure happens we remind ourselves the importance of living a godly life so the next one i will live a pure life i will strive to be holy casting down imaginations taking disobedient thoughts captive and walking in my identity in Christ I am not framed by the sins of my past and my failures I am framed today by my identity in the Lord would you give him praise today would you give him praise today your name is power your name ¡Nos this morning we're going to speak God's promises we're going to we're going to stand on God's word this morning we're going to believe that God through simple declarations of just reminding ourselves, and the enemy is going to move on our behalf are you ready if you got issues with your home family seems to be torn apart Or, man, you just want to pray a declaration over your home and family. We're going to do this together. Let's say this together. My home is built on the foundation of Christ. I will stand when the storm hits. My home, my spouse and children are blessed and protected. And as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I want you to take a moment. I want you to pray over your home and family right now. I want you to pray over your kids. We're declaring that this morning. I want you to stand on that promise as for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to stay here a moment. I want you to declare that, decree that over your home. I want you to do that this morning. We're believing God for that. Believing God for that. Thank you, Lord. 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 We're going to do a. A declaration of faith for lost friends and family. How many of you, got folks, that are away from the Lord. We're going to make this declaration of faith, this prophetic prayer. And then we're going to take a moment and call their names over the Lord. Are you ready? I know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. I am believing that my friends and family members will know Christ is Lord. I stand on the promise that my household will be saved. I want you to take a moment. I want you to pray for those in your life, homes and family that are lost. Friends, would you do that? We're declaring that, but we're praying over that. We're praying it with faith. Eyes that see someone kneel before the Lord with hands raised. Oh, God, those hardened hearts, those prodigals that have strayed a long way away. God, we know and we stand and we pray. We pray over that, calling those prodigals home, believing those friends and family members will be saved and won to the Lord. If you find yourself in a spiritual battle in a fight, you know it's a spiritual origin. Here is our, our next declaration. I am strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. I can stand firm against every scheme of the enemy. For I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand where you're at. Lord, I pray for those who are walking through spiritual battles. Lord, this is not random. Lord, this is coming from the enemy. And I pray today. I pray today, God, that you are going to bring deliverance. You are going to bring power. God, you are going to provide a way of escape. And Lord, we stand as more than a conqueror. We're not just going to barely get by, but Lord, we are going to come through this moment without the smell of smoke on our clothes. We stand on that today. We stand on that today. I want us to all do this next one. Because we're going to pray over our role. God has not saved you to sit, He's saved you to send. We're gonna, we're gonna pray this next one together as a church. Are you ready? I am anointed by God to proclaim the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. Give him praise this morning. That's your that's you that's you that's you that's your promise he didn't save you to sit he didn't save you to be a spectator he saved you to put you in the arena and that's his promise to you that he will equip you for those of you that are sick or you want to stand in someone for the sickness depression anxiety we are going to make this declaration for you and, our, and, and your friends are going to do it on your behalf in the worship team. We're going to sing again. Are you ready? I stand in this moment of my sickness and disease to declare that I trust in the healing power of Jesus. I trust in the healing work provided in the power of the cross and believe that every sickness, disease, pain, and affliction will be gone. In this place this morning. I want you to take a moment. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to worship Him. I want you to make your own declaration of faith this morning. Your own prophetic prayer. I want you to lift your voice. What do you need God to do in your heart and life? Speak that this morning. Lord, we praise you today, and you are hearing the words of your people. Lord, you're hearing the declarations of faith, that mustard seed faith, Lord. We declare, we decree, Lord, the promise and the promise and the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God this morning, Lord. We stand on your word. Lord, we trust your promise. We trust your character, Lord. We give your praise today. We lift you up today. You're the miracle worker today. God, you're the healer of our bodies today. You're the glory and you're the lifter of our heads when we are down. We give you praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Sing it. Sing it this morning. So if you're going through a hard time don't feel sorry for yourself don't don't confess all the time i feel bad i feel terrible things are going things are going bad all right don't don't say that all the time take god's word and start to speak it david acknowledged that he was having a tough time why am i downcast oh my soul why why am i going through this hard time but then he said put your trust in god started speaking those things five times Why are you so downcast? Why are you so sad? Why are you so upset? What's going on with you? You know what? Put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't let most of your verbal expressions to the Lord be complaining and murmuring and all of that. Speak God's word. Stand on God's word. Trust God's promises. Trust his character. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.